HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following program has been brought to you by Rolling Press, a family-run, eco-friendly printing company. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Ready to get your cleanse on here with Blueprint Cleanse in the studio. I was going to start off with the whole sweaty balls and <laughs> the delicious dish thing that you're ragging on me about, but I didn't know how I to can't actually believe segue. No one's ever mentioned it. No before. one's ever mentioned it. This no. is delicious dish. That it is, Brooklyn. and we're not FCC regulated, so we can <laughs> actually don't have to, you know, say sweaty balls. And what's what's Betty White saying? Um, your the muffin. It's sort of the muffin reference. Yeah. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. Can't wait to get my mouth on your muffin. Yeah. <laughs> muffin is actually so much more <laughs> moist and tasty than I thought it would be. This is so much yep. dirtier than your project. I mean, the product, <laughs> totally. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there is some sass behind Blueprint Cleanse. It's not all just about purification, is it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> just as much about the retox. <laughs> so Blueprint Cleanse has taken the raw food circuit the the juice circuit i mean uh, from you know yoga retreats to to whole foods to dean and deluca it's everywhere and it it's such an infatuation for some and some you know it, it's such a i don't know uh, lifestyle now where did this start i mean i read your little bio and you said it was all a cold in the early aughts and then all of a sudden the inspiration came My, the aha moment yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely was born out of necessity. Um, I was definitely a raw foodist. I'm now a recovering raw foodist. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of recovering. And by the way, this is Zoe Zakudis and uh, yeah. Erica Huss, the co-founders of Blueprint Cleanse. Um, yeah, but it was born out of necessity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, at the time, was sort of looking for something that didn't exist, and that was um, a company that would, you know, do all the work for me, and, uh, you know, I was living in Brooklyn, 
sort of lugging home pounds and pounds of produce when I wanted to do a juice cleanse and thought this is completely ridiculous and um, sort of started from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, were you a born and raised juicer? Was it in your family? Was it in your blood? No. No Jack LaLanne system at no, the house? No, nothing like that at all. I had, um, well, my dad is from Greece, so... <clears throat> My upbringing was very much um, the opposite of raw food. It was, you know, every Easter we had a goat in the backyard. <laughs> you know, it was on a spit. Um, there was always cow tongue in the freezer. Um, you know, organ meats and yeah. fish eyeballs and, you know, Greek food. You mean you don't have your ovo cleanse yet? Um, um, so, you know, it definitely it was a lot of meat. I didn't, I didn't become a raw foodist until um, I was introduced to it by um, a friend who was... A hippie from California, and um, suggested that I try a cleanse, a juice cleanse, and this is like 13 years ago um, when I had a cold, and I just went overnight from carnivore to raw food. Yeah. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. You know, I feel amazing. I read, you know, every book that there was about raw foodism, um, uh, which at the time, there, not that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I sort of just switched pretty quickly. Erica, you? Goats in the backyard? No goats in the backyard for me. Uh, I actually probably came a little bit closer to it. I was, uh, you know, the, the child of the, the 70s um, sort of health food store cliche where m- my parents insisted on making all of my food with a blender. And I remember I actually have vivid memories of sitting in, uh, I mean, we used to call it health food store. Now people call it natural food store. But going to the health food store with my dad would be like an all-day event because he would read every label all day and I, I mean I just remember sitting and like rolling my eyes can we go what are we doing here <laughs> and now I find myself doing the same yeah. thing so uh, no there were, there were no goats but uh, more more natural foods but there was still no no raw no nothing there was no lifestyle it was really just you know this is this is what's in the house yeah. and, um, so what were you looking for on that label or your father I mean was he looking for you know sugars complex yeah. carbohydrates he used to call it the junk yeah you know just any kind of junk and gunk in there <laughs> Um, but he, and he actually himself, it's funny that, you know, it's like the hardcore carnivore to raw foodist overnight. He was the one who, you know, he used to be a, a, a like a ring ding addict. Um, and he had his own moment, I think somewhere in the, in the early seventies when I think awareness was coming to what was actually going into food. And he said, no more of that. I want to know what's actually going into it. So. Yeah. So, I mean, talking about reading labels, there's such clarity on your bottles because rather than on the back, it's right there in the front. You know, pineapple, apple, mint, kale, apple, ginger, romaine, spinach, cucumber, celery, parsley, lemon. It's all there. It's Wow, that was like that, what is it, McDonald's or Burger King song where you had to sing the whole thing about what's on the Whopper. <laughs> oh I, I, don't know, I don't know which hamburger is from which place. So that shows how far removed I am from that. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming it was intentional to have all your ingredients on the front so people wouldn't have to look for dextrose and, you know, evaporated cane syrup. And I think transparency is, uh, that's, that's the word that, you know, we like to use in, in every sense of it because the label itself is transparent as is our mission as a brand to really tell you what you're getting and, and more importantly, what you're not getting. Um, and all you're getting when you drink, you know, a bottle of this juice, whether you're doing a cleanse or whether you're buying it at the grocery store just, you know, as a one-off kind of thing is these are the ingredients and you're not getting anything more than that and that's all you really need to know. It's just raw, fresh-pressed, you know, un- unheated, untreated, and that's kind of how we like it. Yeah, it's funny, when you go to a store now, you see sort of 
traditionally, you know, juice bottles are wrapped in this sort of opaque wrapper that, you know, on the cover there is a picture of fruit <laughs> and like what what that fruit color should look like. Um, and, you know, no ingredients and then everything's on the back, of course. But this is just, well, why don't we just make the label completely transparent, have the actual color of the juice come through? Because what is there to hide? Why would you exactly. put a wrap around? Yeah. People are shocked that that's actually the color of our beet juice, that it's not, you know, there, there's no food dye in it, but it is actually that beautiful yeah. red and the green is actually green. Well, then let's talk about going through school work. Uh, were you in fields of food or design? Because I think this really hits both by having such a vision of it being a transparent product in, in, in both its you know base food and base design. No, I mean, no design backgrounds here. I think, you know, we work with a great creative agency um, and they helped us design these labels. But, I mean, this is just a situation where less is more and it's kind of looking at what's out there and saying, okay, how do we do the complete opposite? Um, so, no, I mean... Uh, yeah. No, and I think as far as, you know, were we in school for food, I think it, it was much more, you know, really out of passion and not out of being in, you know, any kind of environment where it was being taught so much as just, I think, it being ingrained in both of us that this is something that just makes sense and it feels feels better to actually consume, yeah. you know, things like this. So the term less is more wasn't necessarily true when you tried your first seven-day cleanse because more was too much. So... Blueprint cleanse is based off of what a three-day or uh, a much smaller, less arduous system than most cleanses were in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think the most familiar cleanse is the the master cleanse, which is the lemonade, cayenne, maple syrup, right? I think everyone's pretty familiar with that. Um, yep. Which I've done. It's horrible. I mean, you can't really live on cooked maple syrup for 10 days nor should you um i actually i had a fungus <laughs> from, from doing two, the master after cleanse? the master cleanse i did 10 days and i was going <laughs> to a wedding of course and i had like a weird fungus appear on like my cheek and i was just like oh it's like, from too much sugar <laughs> like <laughs> look how oh healthy God. i am yeah. <laughs> i feel amazing um no i look like i had shingles it was horrible but um no this this idea i think is okay let's let's make this something that people can do again, right? We want people to repeat this. It's not, it can't be extreme. It can't be so horrible where you get a fungus and never want to do anything <laughs> like that ever again. So it's, um, you know, we decided let's take it down, give people the option to say, hey, I want to do three days. I want to do five days. Even if you do one day, it's going to be amazing for you and you're going to feel the difference. Um, so it's just kind of freeing that up a bit and giving people permission, I think, to, to change it and play around. What was the first day? I mean, did you go out, buy a juicer, have a juicer, get six pounds of kale and throw it in? And that was the start of Blueprint Cleanse? It's not far off from that. <laughs> uh, and there was some field research, certainly. And, you know, Zoe had tapped into a community of very uh, opinionated uh, first time or not first time, you know, first time cleansers, but first time clients being exposed to, you know, what what she was concocting and really very vocal with the feedback and uh, I mean I think a lot of it very early on was based on based on trial and error in terms of what was you know what people wanted to to see and to hear and to get from us 
Um, but I mean, it was a very, it was definitely a very bootstrappy type experience with, you know, the two of us were the ones initially in the kitchen with, you know, up to our elbows and green juice and slipping on the floor and trying to get stuff ready for friends and family tastings. How has that never been SNL skit? You know, do like the Lucia ball. It is. It was very much like Lucia and Ethel in the chocolate factory. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was gnarly. It was the most unglamorous thing. You know, you're freezing in this kitchen. You're wearing like a hat and fingerless gloves. always wet. And you're wearing this apron that's just like covered in beet juice. You're like the butcher of like juice. I mean, it's just and like then, such a sight. you know, maybe a half hour after that, hopping into the zip car that's downstairs so we could actually like shuttle around and deliver the stuff ourselves. This is in 2007, but yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. We so, no longer self deliver. <laughs> um, that first juice, was it a green juice? And where did you go get that vegetable? Was it, you know, going to your local green market? Was it. You know, going to your local farmer. It was painful it, because, you know, it was definitely, it was such a small volume. Um, and, you know, we needed everything to be organic. So in the beginning, when we were in the Chelsea kitchen, um, I remember just making stop after stop after stop to find just like 12 organic cucumbers. I'm talking about like going to Whole Foods even and just not being able to find what I needed. Um, so it took a very long time in the very beginning to, to make sure that everything was 100% organic. And um, But yeah, I mean, it was it was local Whole Foods, wherever we could <laughs> sort of find beef. it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> we, at that point, we were definitely not picky. It's like, just find me an organic pineapple already. It's been like eight hours. <laughs> so why organic? I mean, was that... I mean, I know you're USDA uh, for some of the juices now. No, for all of them. For all no, of the juices, everything. Yeah. yeah, we're 100% certified organic. Um and kosher um but yeah i mean the idea is you know you're you're consuming this concentrated um nutrients and vitamins and along with that you know whatever else is there so you want to make sure that you're flooding your body with vitamins and nutrients and that's it and you're not bringing along any pesticides or herbicides or you know so it's important when you're doing a cleanse to, to make sure that it's organic yeah i don't know it's just the word organic has gotten hung up on you know so much lately as whether or not it's necessary and mm-hmm. obviously at its baseline it's necessary if you want to do something like this yeah i mean you know they're the dirty dozen some are definitely easier you can get away with certain fruits and vegetables not being organic i yeah. think for everyday use you know there's ways to get around it um but i think for the purposes of a cleanse you really need to make sure that it's organic yeah and that it's certified organic yeah because there are a lot of people out there saying it's organic yeah um but you definitely need a seal for sure the juices themselves um, the renovation is that the, the the biggest cleanse the foundation actually. the foundation yeah, it's the second sort of intermediate level so I mean there's a sequence to it how did that sequence get developed and what is the sequence itself well the sequence itself you start with a green juice um, the idea being that that's really you know the first thing you put into your body is the most alkalizing it's a combination of greens and lemon and green apple or uh, apple in general um, and then uh, I'm lining up my bottles yeah I mean <laughs> we have we have three different levels of the cleanse so we have renovation foundation and excavation and um, the, the idea of those is really just to give people options and, and choices in terms of the variety that you get over the course of the day. And someone who's more familiar with what a green juice is and who is, you know, a green juice fan will be interested in doing level three, for example, because there's the most green juice in, out of the, the sequence of six. Um, and then renovation, which is the sort of 
primary, you know, first level that has the the most uh, fruit juice combinations in it. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a little sweeter. There's the most variety in that one, but you also have the, the least amount of green juice. Um, and then every every cleanse ends with the, the cashew, the, the um, cashew milk at the end of the day, which a lot of people, it's sort of the holy grail of the yeah. cleanse. It's just getting through the day to get to your, you know, what tastes like basically a vanilla milkshake. So what the, we talked about process of elimination a little before about, you know, getting certain things out and becoming transparent. What do all these things have in them, you know, per bottle? The green juice, I know, has tons of roughage. But what is roughage for our system? What does it do? It's sort of, you know, it's like an intestinal broom. It's sort of the workhorse of the cleanse, the green juice, that is. Um, and, you know, that's definitely the most important, I think, of, you know. Sorry, everyone else in the cleanse lineup, but the green juice, I would say, is the most important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's six pounds of produce in one 16-ounce bottle. So it's, you know, celery, kale, romaine, spinach, lemon, parsley, apple. Um, it's a lot. And How much did I just take? I mean, in a sip, I probably had, what, like a quarter pound had, of like, produce? Yeah. You just had, like, two heads <laughs> yeah. of kale. Um, yeah, so it's a lot, and it's a lot of work. I think, you know, because the method that we use, it's not a centrifugal juicer, right? So when you go into a juice bar, you're probably, you're going to yield more, I think, juice per, say, head of kale because you're, you know, you still have the pulp in it and you're not extracting anything out. Um, so we use a hydraulic press, which extracts everything out. It sort of gets all the oxygen out. There's no pulp. It's very fine. It's not that gritty kind of juice bar tasting juice um so it takes even more produce to produce to yield this amount of juice yeah yeah i mean i I think this is a good way to segue into price too which i know friends of mine have complained about but at the same time how much does six pounds of you know greens cost so this isn't for everybody in the sense that you know it might not be the most cost effective for someone to use Mm -hmm. but if you're looking to do something like this there is the expense of, you know, uh, that ladder. Um, and I, I think it's lost because, you know, you go to a juice bar and you see what's the difference, centrifugal mm-hmm. versus hydraulic. And that's the same with a home juicer, too. Yeah. So it's not to be overlooked, the fact that if you try to do it at home, you're using the same technology in your juicer as you are at the juice bar, which is still not yielding. Uh, it's, it's, it's not the same level of nutrient density. Yeah. I mean, I told you the first time I ever juiced, I came home with this giant bush of kale and like i am gonna get so healthy and it yielded such a small (laughs) amount that it was ridiculous Uh yeah so how do you store all this stuff i mean this must be the largest you know fruit vegetable and nut factory you've ever seen it's big it's (laughs) yeah it's definitely like wonka's factory but we don't store anything i mean we don't hold on to anything for very long it's just it's in we press it and it's out the door so it's not like we have you know big frozen inventories of apple i mean everything is fresh we don't freeze anything it just as soon as it comes in the door we're we're pressing it and bottling it and it's right out the door again and we have another facility actually now on the west coast so um you know we're we're pressing from both coasts to serve uh the nation so it's that much fresher i think it's important um but yeah there's no no inventory Wow, I think I've just had a pound of green yeah, juice now. you're on your way. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and go through the whole sequence itself. I'm going to cleanse three days in about three minutes. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about the expansion and international reach of Blueprint Cleanse. You've been listening to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We'll be right back. 
food scene theme and instrumental has been provided by Cookies. Check them out. Today's program has been brought to you by Rolling Press. Rolling Press is a family-run commercial offset print house that brings together environmentally friendly methods, ethical practices, and personalized service. Founded in 1998 by Eugene Lee and his father, Cam Lee, Rolling Press represents the harmony of traditional craftsmanship and green technology. Rolling Press prints using soy and vegetable inks, uses a variety of certified and recycled papers, and they incorporate a chemical-free production process. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. See, you two thought you escaped pictures by being on radio, <laughs> but no, they're snapping away. Celebrities here. The paparazzi. <laughs> Welcome back to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here today with Zoe and Erica of Blueprint Cleanse. I'm going to cleanse myself right now. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what is usually a three-day affair, correct? Um, most most often. Most yes, often. I mean, have there been those like overhydration sequences where someone drinks all six bottles in a sitting and then calls you up and it's like, well, that intestinal broom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm too clean. Uh, no, we've had, uh, you know, early on, I think before people really understood um, what this whole concept was, there was maybe a little confusion. Am I supposed to drink all of the number ones today and all the number twos tomorrow? And Am I supposed to drink all six juices right now? But I think it's it's more widely uh, accepted and informed that people are, you know, you drink six bottles over the course of the day, more yeah. or less, and it's pretty straightforward. Well, I mean, the, the bottles are numbered, so it's very hard to When, when you get the beginner's set, which is in front of me, it's, it's, it's numbered, so if you can count, you, exactly. can, you can cleanse. Um, the, the kale, apple, ginger, romaine, spinach, cucumber, celery, parsley, lemon. Whew, that's a, that's Otherwise known as green juice. Yeah, green juice. Um, I've already had a few sips, um, which is almost equivalent of a full pound of greens. And, you know, thank thank you for thinking of flavor, too, when you made these. Because I, yes. how hard was it to kind of wash over that caveat of, you know, a cleanse should not taste good. Or a cleanse should be something that's, you know, uh, unpalatable. It was not even an option. I mean, we didn't back into it with, you know, that being the afterthought. That was really, I mean, always a primary primary focus. I think our engineer is asking us to bring the microphones a little bit closer. Oh, I got the nod from Joe. Okay. All right. I needed bottle space to be able to do this cleanse between the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was... Sorry, it was just, I mean, you know, so again, just going back to the whole idea of making this something that people would want to do again... Um, you know, if you do a cleanse and it's just like fermented cabbage juice and, you know, something that's just not palatable, you're never going to do it again. So making this, you know, number one, as healthy as possible. And number two, making sure that it tastes good was very, very important. Yeah. So it's done more than once. It's a cleanse doesn't mean like I've done it once and now I'm clean forever. 
how often should someone actually go through and try to do a cleanse? We're not really prescriptive about how often. I mean, it's something that's really, it's up to you. It's, I think a lot of people are surprised at the end of their experience that they really do notice that they feel differently, whether it's just mental shift in terms of how they think about food and, you know, what they're actually putting in their bodies or the actual physical sense of just feeling, you know, cleaner and lighter and, and more energized. Um, so it's really, it's up to you. I mean, I think, you know, as long as you're following the guidelines that we put out there and, you know, you've talked to your doctor and made sure that this is something that, you know, is okay for you to do, there's really no limit to how often. I think most commonly we see people, you know, once every couple of months, once a season. Yeah. It's like as often as you clean out your closets. So pineapple, apple, mint, vitamin C, up the wahoo, <laughs> or I guess out the wahoo. Um, 220% your daily intake in one bottle. And it's delicious. I mean, it's like lemonade. It's kind of absurd how good it is. <laughs> Why is that second? What does it do after green? <laughs> I love this question. I, it's funny because we're, everyone is so... Um, everybody sort of demands a function these days, yeah. right? Like every bottle on the shelf should have some kind of function, like label on it that says like immunity or like powerhouse or whatever it is. But I think, um, you know, again, we definitely try and steer clear of the um, promise of function um, and, and being prescriptive. Um, oh, I'm sorry, 280% the daily value <laughs> in this bottle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's number two in this, on um, you know, in this level um, just because it's delicious. It's a nice break. And, you know, coming up next is another green juice yeah. so it's sort of you know it's just we try and be thoughtful that way and, and make sure that there's a little bit of variety um but yeah i mean there are there are definitely compounds in pineapple that are very good for you but without going down the rabbit hole of um promises um you know there there are definitely good things in there we encourage everyone to do their own research mm-hmm. on the health benefits yeah, of exactly. pineapple apple and mint um because there are many but we 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 don't put them on the bottle yeah and again i can attest it tastes great and that should be first and mm, foremost absolutely um another green juice i've already had a pound of green so i'm going to skip over into the lime ginger lemon agave yeah so this is actually uh this is one of our new flavors and it's not currently if you order the cleanse from us um then this is not in the sequence what what you do have is the number four in the sequence is our spicy lemonade um but this is available uh in in retail stores Whole Foods, natural food stores in general, Fresh Direct. And that is, you know, you could swap that in for the lemonade if you were doing a cleanse and wanted, you know, maybe a little variety in there. And that, I mean, what do you think? Of yeah, that? no, I mean, that's that's delicious, but I love your spicy lemonade. Yeah. And uh, the reason I love it, I didn't realize was, you know, probably it's, you know, uh, best health, you know, benefit was the capsaicin in cayenne because I like, you know, micheladas mm-hmm. and I like hot mm-hmm. sauce. Spicy I mean, and sweet. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, I've always thought that the promotion of good health is eating spicy food because it helps you digest and you sweat while you eat a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is it about that juice that makes it so special? I think all the things that you just mentioned. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great expectorant. When you think about lemon and cayenne together, it's just two things that sort of get everything moving. You know, when you bite into a lemon, your eyes start watering and your nose runs and, you know, the same thing with anything spicy. So, um, and, you know, lemon is just very alkalizing yeah so expectorant is a good just simply drinking that for a cold because i don't want people to also think of a cleanse as if you don't drink in sequence and you don't drink these bottles you can't drink a single one 
No, it's quite the opposite. Exactly. And that is, I mean, if you have a cold and, you know, you're looking for, you know, you need to clear your sinuses, yes, get some lemons, water, a little gave to sweeten it, whatever you want to do, and get some really high quality, amazing cayenne and just mix it up. So this unbelievable... Or just buy our juice. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, you know, once people try to go through the work of doing this... um, and I know some people will think against what I'm about to say. It's it's more than worth the money. Because if you try to do this by yourself... And it, again, it's not for everybody. And it's also not an elitist thing. I mean, it, it, it's a choice. And it's uh, sometimes, like you said, a few times a year, it's a really well-invested choice to make. And I mean, I think to your point about, you know, that it is worth the money, there are certainly people who would disagree, but I would encourage you to actually give it a shot because between the time that you spend cleaning your juicer, starting all over, prepping the produce and doing that over the course of the day and the amount of money that you're spending. And if you live in any place where you have a walk-up apartment, then you know what it is to carry that much up the stairs. And we actually did a little experiment at Whole Foods one time with a particular naysayer who really wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't take wouldn't take our initial explanation we went through and we picked out the six pounds of greens and apples and lemons that go into one bottle of green juice and it was twenty dollars yeah so no no i, the math I, I, I right hear you you had me at cleaning your juicer actually <laughs> exactly. yes, I, I, yeah those things that and chinoise i can't deal no. with and but, even if you don't want to commit to a full cleanse i mean again it's sort of you know for maybe reasons having to do with price or just feeling like it's too much to take on or too much of a commitment in terms of time um, you know, just grab a green juice, have a green juice in the morning and you can do that at any, you know, Whole Foods or whatever and grab any of these. Um, and it's definitely going to make a difference. It's a great thing to incorporate, um, into your diet. Yeah. So when I saw you guys while you were sitting eating lunch, which I'm assuming you're going to have to cleanse from, um, because that was, so that was an amazing amount of food. What are you talking um, about? <laughs> no, it never happened. They were just juicing out and back. No, these ladies do eat food too. It's a um, good pizza. Beet, apple, carrot, lemon, ginger. You have something like this sitting in front of you and it has a lot of iron, which I love how you say playfully on the label that is for both vegetarians and meat eaters. And I said to you out there that I don't think I have juice since I was a vegetarian, like actually done a cleanse like that and you know having all these juices themselves i know meat eaters some carnivores actually but why is it thought of to be you know a health a vegetarian a vegan thing it's what we're working really hard yeah. to turn around because uh, it's not i mean we've tried we, we try to make it as accessible and approachable as possible to everyone um because it shouldn't be just because you're a carnivore doesn't mean you shouldn't eat vegetables i mean it's as simple as that yeah yeah they're just usually the early adopters I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna get it. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd take some of the, especially the beet, apple, carrot, lemon ginger. My grandma was Romanian and did that, you know, like sweet and sour thing. Cooking cabbage, cooking, you know, like a sour broaden with these things. You know, these have a, a culinary tinge to them. They're not just, you know, restorative. They're not just health uh, flavor profiles. Do you have people cooking with these? I mean, do you have people making cocktails with these juices? Cocktails, cocktails yes. for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't really think of using cold juice to cook with. That's why I think we both paused yeah, on yeah. that, but cocktails for sure. Yeah, I mean, because you also have the caveat on the side that this juice is never heated. Right. I mean, cold press is apropos. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you heat it, you lose some of the benefits, correct? Yes, right. So, the last part, cashew, vanilla, cinnamon, agave. Now, juicing, I would never think to actually put nuts in there. How do you do it at a home? Is that possible? And how do you do it hydraulically? 
Well, this actually is not done hydraulically, so this is why this is the easiest one to do at home. Um, We do have a book which offers a lot of recipes for juice as well as for prepared, uh, you know, for preparing raw and partially raw food. And the the cashew milk recipe that we have is one of the simplest because all you need is a good blender. Um, You have to soak the nuts, which a lot of people don't. So you said it was like vanilla milkshake, but I know well enough this is like horchata. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and this is delicious. It's really good. And just a little bit of cinnamon kind of mm-hmm. makes it, a, you know, not eggnoggy, not, not, not Christmassy in that sense, but it makes it almost feel like you're sneaking something that you shouldn't be sneaking. <laughs> but that, that is fantastic. But what, what is the benefit of having the nuts last? Well, I think that's usually when people, you know, in a cleanse, or they're ready to jump. <laughs> you know, they're kind of like, I'm, I'm done with this. I've had too much. It's nighttime. I need my sort of creature comforts. And this is a nice, I think, way to end the evening. It's got a lot of, you know, protein and it's a delicious dessert. And I think it keeps people sort of hanging on till the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. And fiber. And fiber. Yeah. yeah. So we strain this through, you know, sort of very porous cloth. Um, so this is super labor intensive, probably the most out of all of them. Um, but and we also you know because we soak the nuts there are more enzymes because by soaking nuts you activate the enzyme inhibitors and all that good stuff yeah, yeah. see here's where the sweaty balls thing comes in yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah jeez I didn't even catch on you missed it I mean no, as we, soon as you just can't say nut milk nope you know? no you nope. just can't do it well I'm gonna say nut milk again because I want to talk about <laughs> it um, you know you're calling it a dessert just because it's sweet. But, you know, there are a lot of sweet as savory foods, too. So, you know, it, it, it kind of op- also opens up a whole bunch of ethnic cuisines. Or, you know, a lot of these flavor profiles aren't just, you know, West Coast California juicing or 70s juicing. I mean, they, they take cues from other foods and other cuisines. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think the horchata reference is actually very accurate. It's a combination of that kind of nuttiness and the creaminess of, of what happens when you blend them and then the cinnamon in there. Um, but it's also, I mean, in the cleanses at the end of the day, because as Zoe was saying, it's filling, it's what you're going to drink before you go to sleep. Um, but people will drink it either before or after a workout because it's more, you know, it's more filling than some of the other juices. And you feel like you have that kind of, you know, that extra boost of energy. So what other food references, what recipes have you tried to make into juices, worked into your cleanses, and what restaurants do you frequent and say, wow, that flavor profile is something fascinating and maybe we should look into it? I'll tell you what doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I like your process of elimination. I'll I'll tell you what doesn't work. Avocado. Avocado, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Don't try and drink a blended avocado. Is it just because of the heavy fats? It's, it's just, just not wrong. nice. It's yeah. all just wrong in so many ways. We yeah. tried. That was that was the, the big fail early on. Was yeah. we tried to have an avocado. It was kind of a smoothie almost, but we just we had to keep sending in the lemon nominators and understudy until finally we just <laughs> took it out of yeah. the show. Well, I'll tell you what else doesn't work. <laughs> I, I mean, this is something that I think you know we've been trying to do, and I really want to see because I, I like the idea of having something savory in the lineup because yeah. this is all very sweet. Um, is a tomato yeah so doing something that doesn't end up just tasting like a bloody mary or or making you want to have a bloody mary um and that doesn't taste like tomato sauce is kind of it's that'd be a nice box to check if we could figure that out yeah tomato cucumber something that's not quite gazpacho but a little you know fresh like that but to to your point i totally agree i mean having something a little bit more savory is definitely appealing so gazpacho again another reference where have you eaten where have you traveled and tasted certain flavors that kind of you know pump you up to try more 
<sighs> I mean, I'm sort of a, I like, like you, I like anything spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all Southeast Asian food. I mean, if you can put cayenne or chilies in anything, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I actually found, I, I love spicy too. Uh, I went to Morocco and was disappointed to find that nothing is spicy, but oh, everything yeah. is very flavorful because nothing's hot. But I came back with a huge bundle of, you know, curries and cumins and spice mixes. And I mean, that's something, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit polarizing. So I don't think you can put things like, you know, too extreme, something super hot or super fragrant into a juice that really is going to, you know, supposed to be for everyone. But I mean, we've had, we've experimented a little bit with cardamom and some fragrant, um, you know, kind of aromatic spices like that. That mm-hmm. it's, it's nice. I think there's a place for it eventually. Yeah. But that... Does that almost feel like pandering to, you know, a culinary crowd rather than a cleansing cap crowd? Or are they two in the same? They should be two one in, in the same. same. One in yeah. the same. What's two in the same? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like when you when you get something like a double yolk from an egg. I that is know. two in the yeah, same. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, again, I think we try and focus on the sort of health benefits first. And then second, let's figure out the sort of flavor profile. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite food to eat before a cleanse? Do you sometimes plan it like that? You say, I'm going to go out to this giant copious meal, and then we're going to cleanse. Terrible, terrible no, idea. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> really bad idea. Not, yeah. It's not your last meal before jail. Yeah. Um, you will feel the effects of that if you try to do that. Yeah. Not recommended. Yeah. We give a lot of guidance, actually, on how to properly prepare for a cleanse and ease out. Um, and I mean, you know, a few days before and after, you should start eliminating you know, the culprits, um, dairy and alcohol and caffeine. I mean, all the good stuff. Um, and, and, you know, slowly phase it back in. Um, I, you know, I, I, I try and follow the rules and I try and just eat salads and fruit and maybe some steamed, you know, yams or brown rice or something, you know, like three days out before I start. But a good, uh, I mean, bringing avocado back to the conversation, that's actually a really good thing to eat right before because mm-hmm. it feels really filling and it's rich, but it's easy to digest. So you're kind of getting your body a little bit used to what you're about to go into, which is very easily absorbed and, you know, kind of quickly digested food. So like a good marinated kale salad, because that's also very rich and, you know, filling. Yeah. Um, Quick elimination avocado. foods. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't going to go there. But. I mean, let's <laughs> just say it. Quick. Yeah, she already said intestinal broom, right? Yes, yeah, she did yeah, say so, intestinal broom. Yeah. Quick elimination foods. said we foods. could say whatever we wanted. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, we talked about nut milks. <laughs> quick elimination and nut milk. Yep. Quick exit. So, I mean... Is there an idea or is there an extension of products for pre-cleanse? There's, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Without saying. Yeah. Yeah, more. I mean, you know, this is definitely um, a cleanse company first. And that's, you know, what we're best known for. Um, and then we sort of entered into retail. And so now you can do it in a one-off grab-and-go. Um, and I think, you know, the next obvious step is to incorporate some product lines um that sort of round out that that lifestyle because right because the, and really to create the opportunity to do a cleanse when you want to do a cleanse but also still be able to have access to the brand when you're not doing a cleanse yeah. because that you know we it's it's not meant to be restricted to an audience that's only interested in cleansing it's really about the sort of larger platform of you know what adding more raw foods and fresh juice into your diet can do and how it can make you feel. I mean, it's available at Whole Foods through Fresh Direct at XAL Spas at Bikram Yoga places around the country. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you promote people to try to 
you know, make their own juices at home. Uh, I know we talked about the differences between, you know, centrifugal and hydraulic. Um, what do you lose uh, having a centrifugal juicer at the house? Well, in terms of vitamins and nutrients, I mean, you're losing quite a bit. So when you think about how many pounds of pressure are you know applied to um, the fruits and vegetables. How many pounds is it? Um, well, it depends on the size of press that you're using. Um you know, the household presses that you can buy, which are the Norwalk presses, are about, I think, they say like seven tons of pressure or something like that. Um, you know, and, and that also has comes along with a promise of three to five times more vitamins and nutrients um, than, you know, versus a centrifugal juicer. Um, so you're losing, you know, you're losing quite a bit. I concur. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I just felt like the cleanse kick in right when you were saying that. Did you just spit really? out a little? Your <laughs> yeah. eyes went a little weird. <laughs> no, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a meal in the sense that you shouldn't just necessarily say, well, I'm going to drink all these juices and that will be my sustenance for the day. But after having all these juices in one sitting, it, it can very well be. I mean, it has all those it's things. I mean, yeah. I think people are surprised at how kind of how satisfied they feel. Sometimes the first day can be challenging. Certainly, we're not going to pretend that it's not. But once you get used to it and once you, you know, there's a mental aspect of it, too. You have to wrap your brain around the idea that this is not a gourmet experience. This is not any kind of major, you know, food, you know, stuff your belly type experience. This is more just actually nourishing your body and giving it really only what it needs and no more than that. And I think once you actually kind of sign on to that mentally, um, people are very surprised at how, how filling mm. and how satisfied the juices make them yeah. feel. And it assimilates very quickly. So when you think about, again, going back to the method that's used because it's a hydraulic press, your body is not having to deal with all of the pulp and the oxygen. So you're resting your digestive tract even more. Um, and, and you're absorbing more vitamins and nutrients um, with less effort. Well, I want to surprise somebody. And first person to email us at info at heritageradionetwork.org and tells us all the ingredients in the green juice, we'll get a sampler pack. Of <laughs> oh, my God. That's plant. challenging. Oh, my God. Yeah, I but I've said it a couple times on there. Times. I mean, stumbled over it. But, yeah, we'll create a song about it, too, so yeah, everyone knows. Like the McDonald's? Jingle. Yeah, totally. Nice. So we'll work on a jingle. You work on answering that question, listeners. And I'm going to work on cleansing through the rest of these. Uh, it's a fascinating you know, product. It's a, it's a tasty product. And I only wish the best you know, for moving forwards and you know, all the pre and post cleanse things that are going to come out of it. And that wasn't like a sweaty balls reference. <laughs> um, but the nut milk's great, too. Awesome. Well <laughs> so, done. Zoe, Erica, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having us. You've been listening to the... HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.